Welcome to Peaking to Success, the podcast that delves deep into our guest success stories. The highs, the lows, the lessons learned, and if there's any exciting future plans lined up. Talking about future plans, Peaking into Success is proudly supported by Peak Wills and Estate Planning. We're here to support you with any future planning. Long gone are the times of solicitors in suits and ties and dark rooms and outdated practices. We are proud to offer a fresh and dynamic approach to the stuffy old world of wills, changing the way we talk about what happens when we die. But... That's enough talk about death on a podcast introduction. It's time to pass you over to Peeking Into Success host, Mr. Adam Kahn. Whose success are we peeking into this episode, Adam? Thanks, Sam. Today we've got on a budding comedian and someone that is taking it up to that next level in the comedy game, as well as someone that dabbles in two podcasts. We have on James Allen. Want to know what's happening within Derby's black community? Or perhaps you have a story of your own to share? Then look no further than Majatu, your one-stop source for local African and Caribbean news. With our digital news platform and quarterly print magazine, keep up to date on all of the latest in arts, entertainment, food, sports and more. Find us online at mojatu.com. Hi James, how are we today? I'm very good, thanks mate. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh no, it's a pleasure. Um, of course, I did what, an episode with Ultra Authority and he kind of fed me your name and kind of that's how this is all materialised. So no, I'm happy we can get this done and I like the comedy aspect and how other people got into comedy so it'll be interesting to kind of delve into that with you. Um, just quickly, for anyone that may not know you, how would you sum yourself up maybe in... A word or a couple of words? Ooh, um, <laughs> professional, well, no, semi-professional, cynic, self-deprecator, uh, stand-up comedian, uh, tells a lot of embarrassing stories, uh, podcaster as well. Uh, I'm, I'm sell- really selling this. Someone who needs to sell himself more. There we go. That's <laughs> well, well, I mean, hopefully with the questions I ask, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll sell, you, sell you more. So, of course, you've said semi-professional when you summed yourself yes. up. So, of course, for anyone that may not understand, kind of, I understand, like, comedy is kind of like a ladder system, so you kind of work your way up, but for people that don't understand, where do you kind of rank on the levels being semi-professional? So you you kind of start out open mic level and you do that for, you know, years and years, chip away, chip away, kind of like an an apprenticeship really. And then uh, you'll kind of get paid petrol money to do, uh, you know, sort of like the middle spot in between, which is like the sort of kind of fairer spot at most gigs. And then once you do that, you then might be asked back again or different clubs give you more willing to do middle spots. And then after that, if you've, you know, improved enough, you get asked to maybe open. Uh, so I have opened a couple of places uh, locally at the minute and MC'd as well, hosted the night. So that's, I kind of say I'm, I've just broken into kind of sort of, uh, uh, paid work that I feel like I'm what's the word I'm looking for? Feel like I can do basically. Yeah. And yeah. I mean for you now, 
how would you get to that next level? So what would you have to do to kind of get to that next level for yourself? I think uh, for me, uh, I was having this conversation with my uh, fiance. I think definitely writing more, gigging more, and clipping yourself and putting yourself on social media. I think since lockdown, or even before lockdown, but especially since lockdown, just the amount of amount of people who just soared from putting their own stuff out there and just doing it and not worrying about it, just constantly putting stuff out. Seems to seems to work wonders at the minute. Hundred percent. I mean. TikTok, when I go on my For You page and just go, I just see you, the amount of people that you see kind of just doing a little bit of a skit that they've got or even like Jamie with his kind of podcast, he's saying yeah. little stories on there. So it it is a good way to kind of get yourself out there. And I mean, loads of people that maybe aren't local to you are finding out about you and that's honestly the best way to go and I mean you you said podcaster as well and of course I feel like that's kind of the meta for comedians at the moment they kind of yeah they kind of do do their gigging and their podcast is kind of like their side hustle so kind of do you want to explain is I mean I've listened to it to kind of (laughs) get a feel and (laughs) <laughs> understand, understand kind of is I saw your page and I was like right how how's this going to go and how is someone going to be able to talk about kind of you said your Facebook statuses but kind of a lot of people now don't reflect on it and all people just delete it but you're kind of you've made a whole podcast about it so feel free to kind of yeah. go into depth about how it came about so uh, <laughs> at the age of 13 I was given well I asked for a Facebook account because everyone else had one in my school and you weren't really I never I was sort of mid, post MSN boom I was never aroused for MSN but um, yeah and then I used to post all the time on Facebook maybe arguably for you know a lot of it was attention, was attention based uh, I'm ashamed to say uh, or just yeah, being deliberately, I don't know, trying to provoke, not pro- not provoking an anger, but deliberately trying to just have contrived opinions for the sake of it and being an absolute idiot, basically. And then uh, about 2015, 2016, they introduced, uh, Facebook introduced the On This Day feature where you could sort of look back on, I don't know, like 2009, 12th of June, what you posted. And I realised very quickly that a lot of those things I posted were very, 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 very cringy. Um, no one needed to know on New Year's Eve 2009 that I was having Gavin and tea. Um But <laughs> I posted it, you know, I posted the lyrics to Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. Um, there was so much, so much stuff. I did a tribute to uh, Jack Astor, Ryan Dunn, when he died. There was very two heartfelt, a lot of poems. Um, yeah, and, and it's been also like, you know, for, for employers and for, you know, uh, peace of mind, you go, no, I'm going to get rid of that. But I've kind of seen it as an opportunity to go, well, why don't I delve into this deeper and try and get back into the mind of why on earth would I post something like that? And also, you know, I, it's a very honest, I think it's, it's been a very sobering and honest thing of 
being like, oh God, I can't believe I was like that. And you, you know, you can edit your past to a degree, like you can delete all those things, but I'm kind of like, no, I, I want to delve into that a bit more. So yeah, that's with thanks for the memories, that's kind of the idea behind it, really. And I mean, a lot of a lot of things that people say I know, like, for example, things you would have posted like 10 years ago, some of the things you can't even get away with nowadays. So, I mean, like, people, people are very cautious about what they put on social media compared to, like, back in the day, I'd put stuff like, oh, them dickhead kids that... Uh, within the Modern Warfare 2 party and stuff like that and just rant about that and say random hatred towards people, whereas now you've got all this thing about trolling and everyone being more cautious about what they put, so you, you wouldn't be able to put that out. So you having... I mean, you probably not posted about hate, um, but of course you having them kind of look back, it's like, Gangster's Paradise, why did you post that and stuff like that is just interesting to know and kind of do you get guests on to kind of look back on theirs or is it just kind of at the moment just you on I think own? in the future definitely guests um, if Theon who I do cultures with I think he'd be a good guest to sort of di- dissect uh, di- dissect my life but I think like I think the good thing is that when I it started off me just posting them on my Instagram stories or on Twitter and the amount of people that messaged me were like mate you don't want to see what I put and then like so it is a shared which is nice I was a bit worried like oh my god is it just me but you know there were, there were loads of other people posting you know black and white pictures of, of Tupac with saying like when the grass gets cut snakes appear and stuff like that like it's, we've all been there I think to a degree 100% and I mean Nowadays, I don't even bother about putting anything on Facebook or anything like that. Yeah, this that's is the it. Thing now. It's become like an obsolete platform in many ways. Like it's, it, I think that's what the good thing about the podcast as well. Like it's only of a certain generation. I think that you know, apart from, like a lot of not to um, this is no disrespect, but a lot of older people tend to use it to you know find friends and and all sorts. Whereas you know, as a kid, it was all about Farmville and. that's so true and I mean like I I use Facebook literally for messenger for people that it's kind of like that grey area with people that you haven't given your number to but you may (laughs) need to message now and again it's kind of that area but yeah like the older people that I have not being disrespectful to them but they're the ones that are putting oh, I went to this party or I went to this holiday or putting stuff up. That's all I see if I open Facebook. I just see the older demographic of my friends just putting, yeah, I've been here, I've done this, I've gone to such and such. So, no, 100% it's changed loads in the past 10 years. I had a family member who marked themselves safe from an earthquake that was in Japan and they were in Manchester. (laughs) So, yeah, it definitely... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd it's love like to see the comments. Yeah. <laughs> bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Oh, but that's it. It's like, um, remember when we got that kind of government warning? Everyone yes. got that message. 
that's all, that's all I saw if I opened Facebook. It was, did you get this message? I got it in screenshots of it. I was like, everyone got the same message. Like, why why do you need to take a screenshot and show everyone that you got it? But exactly, yeah, it's become an online online gossip almost, like kind of what you'd hear with your dad's mates and your mum's mates. That's what it is now, just online. No, hundred <laughs> percent. But I mean, I think I think it's a great idea, and I'm glad that. You're still doing it. Is it how often do you release episodes? Um, to be fair, I record. I've a batch recorded a lot. Um, I don't know at the minute. With especially with you know doing cultures as well, I might start to release that maybe. Uh, release more. Sorry, in the next in the next couple of months, and then try try and do it weekly. Um, ultimately, that that'd be that'd be the main goal. Yeah. Perfect and. People, if they were trying to see your episodes, where would they go? Is it kind of on everywhere, or is there somewhere specific that you upload? Yeah, Pod, Podbean, I believe. Podbean, oh. Podbean. I think that's kind of like a base that puts it out everywhere. Oh, okay. No, I fair enough. I've, I've, never, I've never delved into Podbean, so... I do everything on Spotify, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't know how to delve into there. Um, it feels like kind of... Again, Spotify is like the... If you haven't got an iPhone... Like, I, I convert to an iPhone this year, and I feel bad to, like... If someone's listening to this on Apple Music, I don't want to deprive them. I mean, I, I mean, I, I imagine it's not getting many listeners anyway. That's, I don't want... That sounds really zealous. That sounds horrible, but, like, you know... I'd, I'd like to think that, you know, if, if someone who's, if there's someone out there still using, I don't know, Deezer, more than welcome to you. <laughs> there you go. But Spotify can do all that now. Spotify oh, can. can it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so this goes on to Apple and um, Amazon and God knows what else is out there. But oh, lovely stuff. There you go. So. Thank you, man. No, there you go. Um. <laughs> I was going to kind of ask you now about your kind of career high and what you deem to be your biggest achievement. Um, very good question. Uh, <laughs> I, I did, I've kind of split this into two parts. I'd say career-wise, well, yeah, you've asked me about my career. Because I think like, oh, it's when I, but it is when I probably achieved my career that I was proud of. That's one problem with me. You'll find I will say sorry a lot. Like this, I love this podcast because you're you're asking people, you know, when were they happy? How did they get there? It's all really lovely stuff, and I'm really like, oh, I don't, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Am I meant to be happy about that? Of course, I'm meant to be happy about it. Um, so my my proudest moment, I think, was reaching uh, the 2018 Chortle Student Comedy Final, uh, being a finalist in Edinburgh. I was doing the Fringe anyway, but. I'd entered that competition, like in comedy as well, like you, 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 you know, all based on skill, it's all you, but a bit of luck does have to be involved. So I entered that, my first year of uni, didn't get through. Second year of uni, didn't get through. And then my third year, finally I got through on the wild card, did the semi-final down in London, and then got to the final in uh, in Edinburgh. And it was just a you know, proper amazing experience, like, I've done, I've done, the gig was lovely, but I think 
it was just the fact that like that's that's there now. Like when people, I mean, no one's gonna look back on it, but like James Arnold finalist, it was like, oh wow, okay, I'm I'm actually might be competent at this. I might be all right. Um, so yeah, it was it was good. I got to meet Mark Watson as well. He was really lovely. So, yeah, I'd probably say that was was the high point for me. He was just in Anton Derby, so he was literally here maybe a week ago or two weeks. He did a gig here in our, our theatre, so yeah, it's weird that you mentioned Mark Watson, but with the kind of them competitions and you were explaining like kind of two years you didn't get through and then you got through on a wild card, of course, that determination not to give up, was it kind of like... I always wanted to kind of pursue comedy to a degree or was it kind of like you kind of fell into it when you were at university? Oh, so um, when I was, when I was 15 in 2013, I was in year 11 and there was a school fundraiser for the church roof and I stupidly said, I'll tell some jokes. I, I was like a comedy obsessive at that point. I thought, you know what, I'll tell some jokes. So, and I didn't think they'd book me. When they booked me to do it, I'm like, oh, fuck it, I have to actually write something. So I went up on stage with a, a big bag of penguin bars. And they said, oh, guys, I've forgotten my material. Don't worry, I've improvised. I'm going to read the jokes off the back of the penguins. And if you, you, you laugh, that's a bonus. But if you don't laugh, I'll give the penguin away as a treat. So it's win-win. And uh, that went down like a lead balloon, in all honesty. <laughs> Uh, and then I had some sort of ham-fisted material about my family. And then the vicar afterwards, the vicar said, uh, oh, the man upstairs wouldn't have enjoyed that, meaning uh, God. And I went, oh, right, okay, so God's not a fan. Uh, And then when I was 16, I did one gig in Liverpool, a little bar, and then it kind of stopped. And then in my A-levels, I took a module or a subject, sorry, called extended project where you had to base a thesis and like carry it out. So you had to like ask a question. And I said, if I, mine was like, if I put a stand-up, can I put on a stand-up performance basically within this time frame? And I did like 45 minutes of it, which is unheard of for like someone who's brand, brand new. Like that is insane. 45 minutes to like friends and family at my drama studio in school. And then the year after, joined, uh, sort of started Salford Uni. And then, yeah, just since then really, just started gigging in Manchester and the rest is history, as they say. Nice, and I think that kind of gives that kind of understanding to the people that are listening, that your career high and kind of the progression to it is, I mean, you said at the beginning you couldn't sell yourself and I think that kind of story of how it started in kind of a church for a fundraiser and now you're kind of, you're getting into the comedy world and you're knocking on the door of professionalism, that that should show what you've achieved and how far you've come. So, no, thank you for kind of sharing it and it, Props to you that oh, yeah, you have got you have got stuff to shout about. So no, <laughs> <laughs> um, you said you had another high that wasn't. You said you had two. What was the other one? Uh, 
just for curiosity. Um, I, th- I think just not to sound like a, I don't know, uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I think just being being comfortable, if that. Yeah. Which is, you know, I still struggle with that, like a little bit. But I think like the past year, I'd say, I don't know, just finally being able to uh, <laughs> be happy with myself and not not worry as much. There's still an element of that, but. I think definitely finding my sort of uh, my lane, especially. I think definitely that's that helped me a lot this year. So I think and like that. That's I don't know. Just, there was just something about that feeling where I was like, oh okay, I, I feel I feel comfortable now. Where I was like, ah. But a lot of people wouldn't kind of honour that as a, as a kind of achievement, and I'm so glad I asked you what the other one was, because there's so many people, no matter what career they're going into or whatever, or what they do at university, sometimes they just do it because they think, oh, that's the path I need to follow, and they're not happy. So you saying my biggest achievement is being happy and being comfortable and finding your lane, not a lot of people can say they they can find that. So, no, I, I think... I don't know, I'm just happy that you've shared it. Because <laughs> people, people aren't happy and people don't showcase that. People always focus on negatives nowadays and not positives and you kind of just broadcasted the positive, which is kind of, it's put a smile on my face and made me feel kind of happy because I'm like, yeah, that if that can motivate someone, if it's comedy or another yeah. lane... That should show that, yeah, follow your passion and as you are, you're getting up them levels and getting to the place you want to be in the field that you want to be in. I think especially in this industry as well, there's there's so much pressure, like you're on your own for a lot of the time. Uh, you know, you're, you're, excuse me, you're your own boss basically and then you're constantly comparing yourself with others, so it's just about, you know, recognising that, because you can't avoid that, but having the mindset to just be, be, be competent and just just chill, basically. No, 100%. Uh, I mean, people don't focus on that enough, and people kind of just let it pass by and kind of don't focus on kind of the moment, so... No, 100%. Um, have you got a moment that's defined your career? So maybe a particular gig or, or a particular maybe event that's happened to you that's kind of steered your career in a particular way? Um, I think going to Edinburgh in 2018, where that was kind of like, the summer that I don't like people talk about like there's that like the summer that you know changed my but that summer really did kind of consolidate a lot of things. I was helping out on someone's show and through them I got to meet a number of comedians who I never normally get to meet and just to spend time with them not not as a fan but just as talking to them as a person was 
you know, invaluable to me. I got a, a, a wealth of experience, a wealth of knowledge. And I left thinking, oh, okay. A bit like with this, like, again, coincided with the chalk thing of like, oh, okay, like, I'm not, the imposter syndrome shrank, basically. And it was kind of a nice feeling to think, oh, okay, I'm, I'm all right here. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> no, that's good. And I mean, with, um, with kind of your kind of, high in your defining moment kind of colliding it as you said everything kind of came together and that's kind of led you on your path so if you didn't have that of course we don't know if you would have still pursued the comedy or not so we need them kind of moments to kind of spur us on to do what we want to do more which of course luckily you had in edinburgh I think Russell Howard mentions a good, he mentioned an interview about like, if, especially doing comedy, the ups and downs are so infrequent, but so extreme. And he said, well, in six months time or six weeks time, you'll look back on this and think, oh, yeah, I can't believe I felt that way. Because now something like good is coming, basically, like, it's there's no point sweating the small stuff, really. I just... If you if you keep going, it hopefully you know it it will it will pan out. Hundred percent, and of course, you've you've focused kind of we've kind of seen the career we've seen kind of where you're aiming for. So kind of what what does James have to offer for? 2024 now. I need to make sure I say the right year. Um, what kind of what kind of is in store where could people potentially come and see you as well as kind of what is kind of your goal for the end of the year uh definitely the the podcast with theon cultures has i'm really surprised at the amount of momentum it's picked up considering we've only been doing it for six months seven months so capitalizing on that and keeping on doing that is great and I've been in a couple of, or like had ideas for podcasts where I feel like I'm just doing it for the sake of it. Whereas this one, and the same with the thanks for the memories to be fair, is like, oh, this, there, there could be something here. So definitely that writing a show at the minute, stand up wise, uh, writing something with my friend as well that is like a, like a radio series. Um, that hopefully will be sent off soon and I kind of want to turn the thanks for the memories thing into a show as well so I think just like I think to be honest putting myself out there more would probably be 2024 it's just like not hesitating about I don't know if to do that I don't know whether to just throw everything at the wall and just see what happens but but of course that's that's how you're going to get somewhere, putting yourself everywhere, yeah. being diverse in your approach to, of course, doing podcasts as well as doing, of course, your stand-up and, of course, you mentioned, of course, the radio episodes that you're trying to, like, write at the moment. So you're in so many different lanes. People from kind of different demographics are going to find you for one way or another. So you're gonna you're gonna be able to gain momentum and gain a following, and hopefully with the clips and everything that you mentioned at the beginning, 
you'll be able to succeed on your goal for 2024, hopefully before the end. So, of course, um, I wanted to focus on the kind of, this is kind of the downer bit. I call it the downer two questions. So, kind of, what's (laughs) what's one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? So, maybe go back to year 11 in the... Uh, the hall for the roof and the fundraiser or even back further what what piece of advice would you give yourself oh how long have you got um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say stop taking yourself too seriously stop worrying about things and stop trying to be like I don't know stop trying to be which I've, I've stopped like the, the minute I was in uni I'd like I've got I think just stop trying to be like a contrarian for the sake of like stop trying to go against the grain like people can like multiple things but those two the first two stop worrying about things stop taking those seriously you know even now that still crops up I've learned how to cope with it but yeah definitely those like just immense amounts of pressure I've put on myself and worrying about things to the point where looking back on them if I've a been forgotten about by myself or multiple people and they've never they've not a lot of them haven't really mattered anyway so yeah definitely that fair enough and I mean that's true a lot of things that we worry and stress about don't ever kind of either affect other people or in maybe a couple of days or a week don't really affect us anymore unless it's something big. Um, yeah. Of course, with kind of the advice that you've given and kind of your career to date, is there anything that you'd do differently? So if you could go back and relive it all again, is there anything that you'd maybe, oh, I'm, I may push myself to do this event, but I didn't, or this contest and I didn't? Yeah, I think that's one to just cap- capitalise on more stuff. There's been a couple of things throughout where I've kind of like had something in like again that's something like not wanting to let people down, but like at the same time doing what you want to do, which is like a, a kind of a tricky balance in that in comedy. But I think that is like seizing more opportunities, and I've had some fantastic opportunities, but I think definitely capitalising on some that might have missed out on beforehand and just as well as that being being a lot more confident saying yes to things that even though you might think oh I don't know if I want to do this do it anyway because you never know you never know what might come out of it 100% and what kind of I've gained from this kind of episode so far from you is that (laughs) you're very relatable but maybe because of this kind of platform and this kind of how we're talking, people don't really talk about this and kind of acknowledge it a lot. People, everyone will relate with you for kind of one of the pieces of advice and they've been in the same situation or kind of pushing yourself on and kind of striving for more, but people aren't capitalising on it and doing anything so I feel like 
it's so nice to have someone that's very relatable, but it's pushing for success as that should hopefully humanise it more and give people hopefully the push to do what they want to do. So I appreciate that for you coming across the way you have. Oh, not a problem. Thank you. <laughs> um, of course, I've got some quick fire questions now. Of course, I've given you no prep, so of course, kind of fire as you can with them. Um, so the first one is, if you could sum yourself up in a song, what song would you choose? So it could be lyrically or how it makes you feel. Uh, there is a oh all right okay I'll go there's a song by one of my favorite band of all time called The Bravery and they have a song called Time Won't Let Me Go and the song is relevant and there's a lyric in it that says whenever I look back on the best days of my life I think I saw them all on TV and I think I as much as as positive as I've been in that last question do have a kind of ability to just get stuck in nostalgia quite a lot and just bask in that and that can be very very dangerous I think I've spent and I've noticed this as well where like I've spent so much time looking back and staying in the past that when it comes to things that I want to do in the future I have no, like, I have no idea so that could be like, I don't know, uh, like posting something on social media or like writing something. Whereas I'll just be permanently stuck in like, oh, do you remember in year 10 when this? And I'll just go on like an absolute mad adventure in my own head about stuff that happened 10 years ago. Uh, so yeah, I'd say, and also like things like I spent a lot of, you know, time as a kid indoors watching TV. I played sports and went outside, of course, but. You know, from, from sort of 2010 to 2014, James Allen was probably in the summer holidays, curtains drawn, playing FIFA, not doing a lot really. <laughs> I mean, we've we've been there with FIFA and FIFA Modern Warfare 2 kind of was my right. thing. And then, of course, when COVID came around, kind of relived being... 14, 15 again. Yeah. So, no. And it's great. That's the dangerous thing. About, like, it's it's great for a time. Yes. And then there comes a point where you're like, no, I've got to, I've got to stop this. I've got to grow up. That's the thing. And that's what's dangerous about FIFA and that EA. Um, is that, like, I, I think about it. And at the start of the year, I'm like, right, I want to make this team. I want to do this manager mode. Can tell you now, I can log on now, and I'm probably not past season one of a career mode. And yeah. I've got and I've got some rubbish team that I'm just not going to use until the next FIFA, and I do it all again. So, I I was saying this to Fionn yesterday. I have like FIFA based anxiety where if I do a management, I can't. I have to be as realistic as possible. So like I can't put myself forward for like Barcelona immediately. <laughs> Because I feel there's too much pressure, even though it's a virtual game, I can sign anyone, I can sell anyone. The power is in my hands. I still feel like even though I've given myself the role of being manager of Barcelona, I can't do it yet. So I've got to go to like Oldham. I've got to go to Notts County. I've got to build myself up and then I'm ready for it. 
And then I get halfway through the first year and go, I'm bored now. <laughs> crazy. Absolutely crazy. This is it. People just can't be bothered nowadays. And it's, it's too much time and there's too much going on. Like, the amount of cards on Ultimate Team or the amount you can do on a game mode, you don't have the time. Like, I could sit there for an hour and I feel like I haven't got anywhere with it. So, no, 100% bothered. Yeah. We we've totally sidetracked with the song, <laughs> but but no, Sorry, I yeah. I think a lot of people do have nostalgia attacks on a lot of things in their life. So so for example, they've done a big accomplishment or they've done something. I I'm known for this, but. I'll think about, oh yeah, I did this, this and this if someone asked me and that might have been 10 years ago now but if they say, oh, name one thing you've done, that's what I do. I revert to that and don't think, oh, yeah. I've done something last week that was really cool. I I am exactly the same and a lot of people like to focus on achievements in the past and not what they're striving towards. So no, 100%. Um, next one. It's music based again. Um, so, have you got a song that when you get given a microphone and go, James, you're on karaoke. What do you want us to play? What are you going to sing for everyone? Oof. Oof. That is a very good question. I've, I, I, I've sort of a late bloomer to karaoke. I've really gotten into it. Um, anything that kind of involves. A little bit of a, a a rap. Oh God, that sounds awful. Um, I re- I'm a big fan of doing "Pass Out" by Tiny Temper. Can't can't go wrong with that. That just screams yeah. 2010 to me. Yeah, exactly. It you know it's one of those. Oh my God, yeah, that, I know that. And then everyone just immediately knows every line. Um, and you can get people involved. You can get people involved with you and exactly. kind of get get people joining in so you're not kind of on your own, singing on your own. Yeah. Has he been to Scunthorpe yet? I don't know. <laughs> it's a question that I want to ask Tiny. See, this is, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when you said yeah. Scunthorpe, it took me a minute to Sorry, yeah. process the lyric. I was like, what? But yeah, no, London, but he's never been to Scunthorpe. There you go. He's got to do a gig in Scunthorpe now. He has. <laughs> um, is there a dream venue that you want to perform at? Oof. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, where I'm from, on the Wirral, uh, in 2012, in my drama, when I was in, in the drama, we did a performance at the theatre in New Brighton called Floral Pavilion. And uh, I'd seen a couple of people there, I'd seen some like heroes of mine. And uh, to walk out on the stage, just doing like a drama performance, but to just walk out on there, and I was like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. And that'd be a nice hometown gig, I think. New Brighton Floral Pavilion. If we're talking like, you know, I've smashed it, the world is at my feet. Does it get any better than Madison Square Garden, in my opinion? Nice. <laughs> I don't think it does. Uh, but yeah, Floral Pavilion, though, it's lovely. It's really nice. It's, yeah. I just remember walking out there and being like, oh, okay. Maybe one, maybe one day. 
There we go. So I've got a follow follow up question to that. So you're at you're at your hometown gig. Yeah. And you're headlining and you can choose someone to support you or you can have two acts to support you. Who are you choosing? So some people here have gone a bit rogue and chose like a musician and a comedian. Some people have kind of gone off the wire with it, but you it's your show, your headlining, you're choosing the bill. So who would you oh, go for? Mate. Bloody hell, that's like... Oh, okay. So, two Okay, first of all, one of my... Yeah, I saw him last month. I saw him at New Brighton. I saw him last year in Manchester. My family, I'm half key, half New Zealand, half Kiwi, so I grew up with a lot of New Zealand comedy. There's a guy called Reece Darby who's, like, phenomenal. He's amazing. He's been in Flight of Concords. Um, the off-flight means death most recently. He's amazing. I love him. Absolutely love him. I'd have him just to be on the same in the same room as him. <laughs> I'd be like, mate, tell me everything, tell me all these stories. Definitely him. Oh, restart me. This is the problem though, like I'd be like, no, you guys headline, you go for it. It's your gig. Um restart me, myself, and oh, who else? Probably I would say Ooh. Oh, okay. Like Ellis James, he's another hero of mine. He's from, he's a uh, stand-up comedian from Wales, actor, podcaster, I'd say. Yeah, just the way he tells stories, like his anecdotes, the way he gets into character. He loves football as well and other things, music. I could talk his ear off in the green room. Uh, so yeah, me myself, Ellis James, we started. Wow. There you go. And people need to keep an eye out for the tickets, eh? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Just to kind of conclude my last question, it's kind of something that I've added in recently, but when I was on, I, I was at a pub and someone's dad asked me this question and I couldn't answer it. So now I'll put it into the podcast... So I can ask everyone, so then I can kind of make up my mind what my answer would be. So the question is, what does success mean to you? um, I think success means to me the importance of yourself being happy over your aspirations I'd say because I've been in situations where like for example things have gone well or I've known people where things have gone well but yet they feel on edge insecure imposter syndrome depressed upset anxious I think if you can prioritize yourself being okay and well I think that's probably how I define success spot on I like that there you go (laughs) and I mean now I want you to big yourself up okay like you didn't at the beginning 
<laughs> <laughs> and say where people can find you and if right. you've got kind of a gig coming up where people can kind of see you in person or if they want to talk to you more about maybe something you've discussed tonight or see some of kind of your podcast, anything, where can they find you? Okay. Right, guys. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, at jamesallen 27 You can follow my podcast, Thanks for the Memories. You can follow my other podcast, Culture Ultras, at Cultures Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can Google my name on YouTube and there's some stand-up clips there. You can see me on January 26th in Liverpool. Um, oh, what's the name of the bar? I forgot the name of the bar. I'll put it in the comments. Uh, and then I'm in Manchester the week after um, at uh, Fierce Bar. Uh, so, yeah, you can find me there. And if you follow me on Twitter, that's probably where I update most of my gigs and Instagram as well. So, yeah, drop the mic. <laughs> there we go. Um, thank you for coming on, James, and kind of... I feel like you've humanised the podcast a lot and kind of brought a fresh take and kind of being yourself and kind of just said what people are too scared to say sometimes. When It's felt like a therapy session, I'm not going to lie. I feel very cleansed after this, genuinely. I feel very, very good. I'll send you both through after, shall I? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but no, thank you for coming on and it's been a pleasure. So thank you. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you for listening to another episode of Peaking Into Success podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've listened to today and would like to listen to more, go and check out the previous episodes on our channels and make sure you follow the page as well to keep up to date with the new exciting episodes that we've got upcoming for the rest of the year.